Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. And we are back in Halo Haven with, of course, the curator. And obviously, uh, Angels finish up a Bay Area road trip. Six games. Last two games out in San Francisco. So let's review that before we get to the news that has happened the last couple of days. There's something that's from like a week ago that we could talk to with Chris about because I know he's uh, invested in it, I guess, or has been around this area for a while. But we'll get to that in a bit. So let's start Monday, Memorial Day. I think when you think baseball season and like certain days that that stand out to you, Memorial Day is definitely one of them. Fourth uh, of July is one of them. Opening day. Yeah, I think, yeah I even like even Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day and even Father's the, Day now too. Yeah, like with the pink the blue, and the blue yeah. and all that. So those have been kind of like those, uh, you know, you know, landmark days. Yeah, the standout days. Sure. And another thing about Memorial Day too, it's kind of like that two month ish. You know, you have all of May, all of April. Like now you're into March, but it kind of gives you a, a feeling of where a team is at, or a better feeling of where the teams are. Like I feel like at the end of Memorial Day. There is a good sample size or good enough sample size to get a start getting an idea. And obviously with the Angels, especially, there's a bunch of injuries that hope when guys come back and kind of change uh, the, the route of this team. But Memorial Day, I think, is a good barometer of where you can be as a team. And so obviously Angels haven't been great, but they had two games up in San Francisco. I thought the barometer to gauge your team was like the first like 15 games because I was pretty psyched about that <laughs> i mean it depends on who you Man, ask i thought they, we were world series champs the first team, uh, month of the season if your team's like 13 and 2 after the first 15 you're like oh, that's it they're a great team but if they're like you know yeah, five and five year. and ten like, you're wow. like oh it's early wow. it's all good so obviously let's get to monday up in san francisco right across the bay from oakland so not very good uh, not very far traveled don't worry about guys getting stuck in traffic or getting stuck on the bart uh you had to worry with otani yeah have you been to oakland uh I've been to San Francisco, not Oakland. Okay. So it's an experience. Okay. You've been out there. You've been yeah. to the Coliseum. So you know exactly what, what, yeah, what and, it is over there. And then, there. of course, we uh, dressed up with like mullets. And, rally mullet, right? Yeah. Somebody oh, called, wow. That never caught yeah, on. I don't know why. Somebody called me Pee Wee Herman when I was in line. Okay. Was it an Oakland fan or was it an Angel it was fan? It Oakland fan. Right. Are they, are they, yeah, yeah they come are, hard. Are they come they? hard. And I think we talked about it before. I, res- I respect it. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. When a nacho helmet hits your face <laughs> and then a little kid tells you, you know, throws the F word at you. But um, at the end of the day, I do respect it. Right. So, okay. You're anyways. in their territory. I guess I like the drums. Doing. I like the signs. Um, it's true home field advantage. I mean, for sure. I guess if no one's throwing a punch, it's all good. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's the next step. But uh, we're in San Francisco, I guess the classier of the two. Oh, yeah. So obviously from the stadiums to the fans, um, Bundy takes the mound. Bundy has obviously been struggling. Um, those, his last handful of starts and angel fans really hoping for that 2020 Bundy to kind of come out and hoping that this was kind of going to be the start of it. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't go that way. The angels do get up first on an Anthony Ben boom fielder's choice that scores Jared Walsh. So you're kind of, you know, it's always good to score first. I think I heard a stat out there. Teams that score first are like 70% to win the games. So uh, I'm guessing the other 30% kind of fits. The Angels or the Angels are the ones bringing it, bringing it down. Or the outlier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bundy will, uh, will look good until he gave up a home run to Evan Longoria. Uh, Two-run shot in the fourth. That would be uh, uh, obviously 2-1 uh, Giants. And he would continue to give up home runs. Gave up three home runs total in this game. He would end up going five and two-thirds, five hits, four earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. And again, three home runs. All his runs are off of home runs. Um 
you know, people like to say, well, he's bad luck or his FIP or whatever is better than his ERA. And that takes into consideration, obviously, like the fielding behind you and the airs, which Angels have been really struggling with. But something that, I mean, I guess each ballpark's different, but getting up home runs, like it, there's no one else to blame but the catch or the pitcher in that situation. Just getting up long balls. And that's exactly what's hurt Bundy so far this year. So um, obviously not another another not a great outing again by Bundy and uh, a meh you know outing again five and two thirds four earned runs. Uh, unfortunately, they were not able to get much in the run production, only scoring that one run early. Uh, end up and this has probably been you know the story of the Angels' offense so far yeah, this year. Yeah. So like say Bundy has a good game, gives up two runs, right? Still loses. Yeah. He can go the distance, throw 90s pitch, and still lose. So. Right. So, Angels 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, six left on base. Um, definitely not a winning uh, formula, I guess, if you want to beat a good team, which again, the Giants are a good team. Surprisingly, they're up there. I think they're, they're the second place in the NL West right now behind San Diego and just ahead of the Dodgers, which I don't know about you, but I did not expect that coming from uh, San Francisco at the beginning of this year. You're kind of thinking rebuild with some of their older players, Longoria being one of them, and Posey's having a really good year. Crawford, I think a really underrated shortstop. We talked about that a little bit on our last podcast. But um, obviously they dropped their first game in San Francisco. Bundy not spectacular on the mound. Are you worried about Bundy, or do you think it's something that can be fixed? It's a longer season, so I guess he has that going for him. It's not that 30 game sprint like last year where it's like or a 60 game sprint where it's, you know, if you have five or six bad starts, that's pretty much your whole season. Yeah, I'm I'm actually worried. <laughs> <laughs> like you're getting deep now. Like you said, Memorial Day, and he's hasn't he hasn't got a win. Yeah. Right. And granted, like you mentioned though, it's like part of that. Some of those starts are on the offense, it's not giving are they them quality run. starts. Uh maybe a few of them. Yeah, qual- exactly. Quality starts, but we're getting deep into a season. He's on a contract year. So this is gonna kill him, right? Which is kind of surprising. Like on a contract year, people you kind of overperform, yeah. and uh, and like as far as the Angels like resigning him, like I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it, and I'm not seeing a lot of people having interest. Um, definitely don't think can he can he write the ship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, long season, like you said. Um, but like while I'm looking around the league, we the guys have six, seven wins right now. <laughs> and he's, right? he's still sitting at zero. Right. And you just kind of wonder if that ankle's still a thing, if, if it's not a thing. If it is, then I've said this before, he's a good pitcher, but he doesn't strike me as a pitcher that when he's injured or he isn't a hundred percent, like he's not a pitcher that 85% can go out there and tear it up. Like he needs to be like a hundred. He doesn't overpower people. Right. And I think it's about you know placement. It's about hitting his Location, spots, yeah. And if he's not hitting his spots, he's he's you know he's gonna get crushed on. Yeah, definitely. So, but he has he has a you know grit, and I think that's kind of you know the makeup and fabric of someone you want out there, like a bulldog type of pitcher, your front of the line pitcher. And I, I don't know, Madden seems pretty optimistic that he's gonna you know turn it around. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so we have a comment on our Instagram. Last year was an arbitration. He looks. More like the guy the Orioles grew up, uh, gave up on. This is more than likely the real him. Do you think that's? The, do you think this is the real him, or do you think last year was the real him? Well, or? he came out of Camden, right? Camden's yeah. pretty uh, hitter friendly. Well, that whole that and, whole division. I mean, like at Camden, you look at Yankee, Yankee Stadium, Stadium you're getting bombed bomb, on, dude. Like Boston. You know. I mean, we so, see Boston how some of those, you know, so you get I, up I around think the. That's pole. what we thought, especially like him, Alex Cobb. Uh, guys like that that came out of Camden. Um, they're but Cobb seems to be doing. I mean, obviously he has one good start, and we'll get to that. Yeah, and so so we see Bundy come through. Bundy, former no- number one right pick, pick. Um, stuff like that. So I don't know. This could be the real him. And obviously, like uh, like you said, uh, Baltimore gave up on him. Right. I mean, they didn't. Tra- I mean, they, we traded. Uh, a low, a bu- like a low prospect. I mean, well, that Not was low, but I mean, like, it was Jemai. And was uh, Isaac Isaac Matson? I think was one of them too. So two guys that Isaac has played in the majors. I think he's back down AAA, but he's a bullpen arm. And then Jemai has always seemed to have struggle finding consistency with 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 the Angels. And now it seems like because I don't think he's debuted with Baltimore as far as in the majors. Yeah. I know he had that one <laughs> that one outing last year where he came and pitched ran. And I think he stole the base, but then you never saw him again in an Angel yeah. uniform. So um, 
something Bundy, I mean, Bundy has to be one of those guys that if the angels are serious about rebuilding at the trade deadline, if they're still not working out, if they're still, you know, double digits, double digits out of a playoff spot, you know, if Bundy's having turns it around, he can, you know, bring back a good, good amount of prospects, you know, probably not your top 50 type of prospect, but a guy that, you know, can contribute in some way with for a team. But if he continues on the road, he he's on, I, I honestly don't know if there's going to be a market or anything from even at that point in the trade deadline. So that's something definitely uh, to watch out for. So that was Monday again, Memorial day. Uh, so that ends the month of May for the angels. Angels went 12 and 18 for the month of May. Granted, it was a tough month. They had the Astros a couple. They had the, the A's a couple times. Obviously, the the um, uh, Dodgers in the beginning of the month. You had. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in that month. Now that we're flipping the calendar to June, obviously the, the next series is with Seattle. Seattle's kind of come down to earth a little bit. Then the series after that is Kansas City. They've come really down to earth um, after their hot start, and Angels got caught up in that hot start earlier in the year in Kansas City. So hopefully they're able to take advantage of some of these lower tier teams and, and make a run at it or at least you know not lose ground until trout comes back and that's something to again watch out for with the month coming up but before the game on tuesday max stassi was activated from the il um and a lot of people believe he's yeah you know, again i don't talk to these people but you look at their like their posts and stuff like that on social media and they kind of feel they kind of feel like he's the 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 missing key or spark plug he's the guy that's going to turn the you know Whenever you put out, you if, know, you if you would have told me what two years ago that Max even this Stassi, off, even this off season, well, I mean he had a good season last year. So, but like Max Stassi is like your key to success. This guy's the catalyst to, a, to everything. To the the Angels, yeah, the to the World Series, yeah. right? Um, I would have laughed at you. Like we got Max Stassi for like next to nothing from the Astros. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't even remember. I think either. it was a case of beer. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I will. I do appreciate Max Sassy, and there's something like he he became like the veteran catcher leadership on the team, and he showed some pop. Yeah. So Classic. having yeah. him back, I'm like, yeah, I do feel more confident for him with no, I him. Do. I do. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like he's obviously an upgrade from the position at this point. You know, Jupiter got DFA at a point. You still have Suzuki. You still have Ben Boom on the roster with him. So you're carrying three uh, catchers, which is rare for for yeah. the Angels. So I'm guessing one of those guys is going to go down at some point. But, you know, you, you, you post stuff about Bundy and it's like, oh, another bad outing. And someone replies, well, it's the catcher. It's like, okay, like maybe. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, Stassi's going to turn Bundy into a, from this point on, a, a you know, a 15-game winner of the season. He's going to bounce back and stuff like that. So Yeah, there's something to be said about, like, catchers and feeling comfortable and calling a good game and stuff like that. Yeah, but the funny part is, though, they, 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 they put out a stat. Uh, Trent Rush put out a stat that before this game that the Angels were uh, 12 and 10 or 12 and 9 when Stasi or Butera catch, and then obviously way below 500 with the others. But yet Butera is the one that get got DFA'd, uh, and now is in Salt Lake, and those quote unquote others are now Stasi's backup. So I don't know what the Angels are trying to do with the catching position because yeah. to me it seems pretty. Easy to say, okay, cool. Stassi's back. You got to send down Kurt or Ben Boom. You got to keep Butera there. And if you want to keep three on the roster, catches on the roster, then fine. But, you know, Joe seems to love guys that play multiple positions. And as far as I know, uh, Ben Boom, Suzuki, and Stassi only play one position. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Man, I think if we look about, like, look at the Angels for the last 10 years, I think the catching position has been like the biggest, like, revolving door. door yeah like um or the biggest question mark i mean like I mean, when was the last time you had consistent consistency at the catching position you have to be the molina days well i mean defensively you can say maldonado but like offensively minute. you weren't getting a whole lot yeah. so it's like if you're looking for like the total the total package yeah i don't i mean maybe I mean, the you Mo had the mathis napoli kind of yeah connection. but before that was but like molina, how long ago was that though that was that how long then, was that that was what a couple year period. No, no, I'm saying how long ago was it? Like was it 2000 and or yeah, was it? like 09, yeah. 08, stuff like that. So, so definitely some time in between reliable like catcher type. If you had to add up all the catchers that we've had in the last 10 years, oh, like, I'm gonna do I it now. I don't have enough fingers on my no, hand. No, I mean you can go 
Carlos Perez. You Carlos can go, Perez throwing oh. him out at signing days well, over at the auto center. So funny part. So that trip we went to uh, Vegas last a uh, couple weekends ago to see the bees and the aviators play guess who was catching for the aviators carlos perez exactly <laughs> and when he came with the bat they said oh next you know next up play uh, catcher carlos perez i'm like it's the same carlos perez so like they give you like obviously the little booklet of the players so i go through it real quick and sure enough carlos perez and i look him up he went from the angels to the braves to uh, Oakland, I think. Oh no, he's with Oakland now. And then he went from the Braves to somewhere else, and now he's back with Oakland. Yeah, funny story. When we like we went to the Carlos Perez signing, signing like at some, I felt like it was it's like, like a T-Mobile or something. T-Mobile, something AT&T, like that, yeah. uh, Jitterbug. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that same day, we also went to the Chuck Finley signing, which was over at that the Cube, the Cube Discovery, Discovery Cube. kind of center, educational facility for kids. Right. So we had Chuck Finley, Angels legend. And then nobody in line. Oh, I remember nobody. I remember we could have went that, yeah. through and probably got twenty autographs. I think uh, one of our friends autographed. He autographed every picture in her book. And then we go over to the Carlos Perez lines, lines out, out the, the door, door, going through the thing. It just shows you the priorities. Like well, because he was like the, the hot, newness. Yeah, the hot. Name. He actually had like a walk off like two nights say. ago. Yeah, it like was two pretty, nights ago. It was pretty yeah. cool. So yeah, how far we, you know, how far we fall. Right. You know? Exactly. So, uh, but Matt Sassy comes back. Uh, from his concussion IL, he's missed time for concussion and he's missed time for a thumb both this year. So health obviously is a big point uh, for him. And if he can stay healthy, great. But he hasn't yet. So that's something obviously that the Angels need and hopefully he can get out of him. Another thing too, coming into this game, since Mike Trout's injury on the 17th, uh, Anthony Rendon has been struggling mightily. He's been a guy that when the trout injury happened i came out and was like you know what this offense is good enough to to produce runs you know without trout or maybe not as much but we're able to still be in games if walsh steps up if you know <laughs> rendon steps up if um you know at the time if albert and, and upton step up but rendon obviously at you know struggling since then um before the first before tuesday's game he was six for 49 since Trout's injury, that's like a 1.8-something batting average. Only two RBIs and slugging 163. And a lot of fans, you start seeing, again, on Twitter and all, you know, Twitter's kind of a negative cesspool of people at times, it seems like. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, people were kind of calling for the uh, Anthony Rendon bust again. Uh, another signing what do they want to do like cut his contract do yeah pool holes, another like... they, that's pretty much say, another <laughs> another hamilton another pool holes no. i'll tell you what rendell's not another hamilton no because even to defensively even during this slump he's been lights out on the on the field yeah. as far as defensively and making great plays and uh i mean i don't know who else you would put out there when he's gone i mean you put rojas but rojas you've shown to have struggles at third base and same thing with fletcher but defensively, Rendon has been top of his game. Yeah, then uh, we haven't got to it, but we're talking about a what five RBI night. Yeah, exactly. The next so, game, right. So, and then uh, you know you could throw Phil Gosselin out there, and I think I, uh, last time I was on the podcast, I called Phil Gosselin a poor man's um, Rob Quinlan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. Oh, he's a was is Rob Quinlan a poor man? Poor man's uh, Rob uh, Phil Gosselin. Phil Gosselin's yeah, okay. a man, dude. I there like this go. guy. The goose is loose. This guy's legit. Yeah, he's actually been showing up in the limited at bats he gets. He's yeah, he's, he's been solid. doing he's been doing a really really good job. So let's get to the game. Obviously, on the first June first, that was Tuesday. We are recording this Wednesday night on the off day. Andrew Heaney goes for a second W in a row, um, and he would help himself. Bases loaded. Uh, your boy Phil Gosselin, I believe, is at the mound and or at the plate, and this is what happens. Into the dirt it goes, hustling to the plate with the slide to boot. That's your pitcher, Andrew Heaney. So Andrew Heaney gets on base with a line drive, a hard line drive, uh, and something that we didn't say in the first game on Monday, also a hard line drive by Dylan Bundy. So now these pitchers, I don't know if being around Otani or what. Show. The showness, the showness, yeah. Again, being around Otani, but um, the pitchers get two each get a hit in their outing. So, uh, but Haney actually does come around when I saw the ball get away, and me in the back of my head, knowing Andrew's on third, I'm just like, Oh, he's not gonna go. Like, why, like, as a pitcher, 
you know, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a green light for you. Like it would be a position, normal position player. Or let me just tell you this: pitchers get a bad rap. When you're in little league, your best player on the team is your pitcher. Your pitcher can play shortstop. Your pitcher can play center field. Your pitcher can probably catch. These are the same guys, and then all of a sudden they get, you know you know, kind of regulated to not hitting and then they don't <laughs> hit. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, these pitchers can't hit, but uh, they got some pop and they got some, you know, awareness on the base pass. So it's good. So this is the third inning. And then two, uh, two batters later, like you mentioned, Anthony Rendon, hopefully this is the one that gets him out of a slump and, and turns it around. Anthony, he does get back on track, lines it into left field. One, and then two Angels will score. Rendon gets it done, three to nothing. So good against Alex Wood. So like Sut said, three nothing Angels. You have Rendon with a hit with runners in scoring position because like we've mentioned before, that always seems to be the issue. You get guys on like second base with no outs, and then you get like a strikeout fielder's choice and then a pop-up you know what i mean yeah. there's never able to get that guy all the way around after having such a good start but it's good to see like i mentioned rendon hopefully this is the turning point to to get him going because people know and obviously history has shown that once he does heat up he's good and it just seems like a lot that's happened with it, with him last year too getting a slow start yeah. and then once he, he heated up he was he was fine and he was good so um like I mentioned before, Stasi off the IL comes up to bat in the fourth uh, and has this great offensive at bat. He does go that way with some oomph to it toward the wall, leaping unable to make the play. It bangs off that brick wall. Ward sent on around toward the plate. The relay not in time. It's two bases. It's an RBI, and it's the Angels adding on four to nothing. So you saw, obviously, Stasi's little pop. Like, kind of like what you mentioned. He does have that pop in the bat that has seriously been lacking for Angels catchers now for a little while. So if that is, you know, something that carries over from last season, again, it adds depth to this lineup. You're going to need that depth that Mike Trout's um, still on the injured list and still recovering from his uh, strained calf. So um, we'll see how it goes from here. Obviously, uh, today's day off, Wednesday, Thursday. Hopefully, see him back in the lineup and, and continue building that like, quote unquote like little hot streak. He hopefully can start up going. But also talking about hot streaks, Anthony Rendon uh, with a after a walk, yeah, after a Matt Whistler walk with the bases loaded in the fourth to make it five zero. The very next hitter is Anthony Rendon, and again, hopefully this is a sign of things to come. Shot base hit. How about many more? One man in red, come on down. Here comes the second. Wong hustles on in. He will score. Anthony Rendon again. So, again, Anthony Rendon coming up clutch in bases loaded situation to put the Angels, for the most part, out of, you know, out of reach with that eight-run uh, eight outing so far. Um, they would end up getting, the Giants would end up getting one run off of uh, Andrew Haney in the seventh, and that would kind of close off his day. Good day. Six and a third, five hits, one earned one, one earned run, one walk, seven strikeouts. So, and a great base hit in a in a, in a run yeah. scored. Yeah, promising outing by Heen Dog Millionaire. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see him back and feeling confident out there and getting some hits out there in the bay. And right, yeah. So again, um, that would the Angels would win this game eight to one, which finishes the Bay Area road trip three and three against two really good teams the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. So all in all, not a bad road trip. You kind of go on the road trip hoping to be 500, especially against really good teams. Um, but now kind of looking ahead a little bit to, um, like I mentioned, Seattle coming into town, coming to Anaheim to start this homestand. They've kind of dropped a little bit, come back to earth since their hot start. But the next series in Seattle starts Thursday, starts with Justice Sheffield versus Griffin Canning. Uh, Sheffield did play the Angels or did pitch against the Angels last time. Uh, they met up, and this last outing was May 2nd. Really good outing by Justice Sheffield, so we'll see what happens. He went six innings, two hits, zero earned runs against the Angels last time. Again, that was May 2nd up in Safeco or T-Mobile. Yeah, I don't know T-Mobile. Nobody I don't, cares. Yeah. 
and he's going against Griffin Canning on Thursday. Griffin Canning's last start was against Texas. Another good outing by Canning. Six, uh, six runs or six innings, four hits, and three runs. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Canning can continue to build and kind of hopefully turn the corner. I, I mentioned it a handful of times, and Sutton actually kind of mentioned it too yesterday on pregame about a lot of the young starters that the Angels have in their system. And um, yeah, you put a graphic out and just looking at the age and where they're at. I think we're a little bit maybe too critical sometimes. I think so. Like these guys are 23, 24 year old guys yeah. trying to still figure it Canning's out. 25. And then you like put out like like a DeGrom or you know DeGrom like Bauer kind of hitting their stride later. Yeah, right? DeGrom like 27 yeah, DeGrom. first All-Star game yeah. stuff like that. So I I think sometimes we're like, "Oh, why isn't this guy fully developed?" And we're expecting that at such an early age, and it takes a while. Well, you look at guys like, and they mentioned it too. You mentioned you look at guys like a Suarez that are like 23 years old, um, Chris Rodriguez, 20, 21, 22 years old. These guys, you know, Suarez are, didn't even go to college, right? So, like, Suarez, straight out of high school, well, Suarez is international, so like he would be a senior in college right now, or he would be around that age, a senior in high or college right now. So, just think of it that way like, he hasn't had that kind of college development like a reed detmers like yeah. reed, him and reed are really close in age but yeah look at reed, where reed detmers is compared exactly. to or even chris rodriguez look where chris rodriguez and compared to reed detmers um you know you just got to give time to some of these younger and guys. then like look at suarez this year versus last year versus the year before bray is 24 too great yeah and then now he's coming in being a long reliever right and got then, us through some games in houston yeah stuff like that so i mean there's a lot of promise and then, and then too, like I mentioned, there's like six guys in the system. They're like 25 and younger, including Canning. And then too, if you want to go 26 and younger, 27 and younger, now you have to, now you're including Otani. But you know, if out of those six guys, if like two of them hit, you know, if two of them become frontline starters. Maybe not Ace. Maybe not Degrom. Maybe not Bauer. Maybe not those type of guys. But if two of them become legit front of the rotation type of pitchers, then I think the Angels are set for a while. It's just you like like we mentioned, the sad part is so their clocks are already started. So by the time they get to that plateau, they might be free agents. And now this might be a situation where angels are really gonna have to start forking over money for these pitchers if they do develop the way that angel fans hope they will. So um we'll see what happens and 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 hopefully Canning can continue growing, continue developing. Cause like I mentioned, 25 years old, he's going on Thursday. On Friday, Shohei Otani takes the mound, so everyone stay off the five. Everyone stay off the fifty-seven, so we don't have to worry about traffic and him not getting there on time, uh, like the situation out in Oakland. But he is going against Justin Dunn. Um, Justin did not face the uh, Angels last time Seattle was in town, or the Angels were up in Seattle. But his last outing was against Texas. He went five and two-thirds, two hits, one earned run. So a very good start by him. Texas as well, Texas. So you can kind of take that with a grain of salt. But at the same time, Otani Oakland, his last outing was last Friday. Uh, he went six hits, three hits, uh, three innings, six innings, three hits, three earned runs, and four walks. I think the walks is something that's very, uh, you got to watch out for. But he did get his velocity back. And we talked about that a little bit um, after that Oakland series that. At least it's getting back, and a lot of people were worried when he had that outing a little while ago. Sort of like 91. Yeah, topped out like a 93 or something like that. But he was able to get his velocity back, and that's something to look forward to. So Otani Fridays at the Big A with the Trout 300 bobble – or the Trout – no, it's a Trout, I think, three MVP or the or the three-time MVP bobblehead. Have they already given this out? They give out both of them, and they're both – they're planning to do it again later this year. Because they have 45,000 Yeah, exactly. Stack somewhere, so they have yeah. to do that. So the trout bobblehead night, what a surprise! A trout bobblehead, um, Friday night, and then you go to Saturday, uh, Kikuchi for Seattle facing Alex Cobb. And we talked about Alex Cobb a little bit having a really good start against Oakland seven innings, three hits, zero earned runs. And, and Kikuchi is three and three this season with a 3.88 ERA. His last outing was six and two thirds, three hits, two earned runs. So it seems like all these Seattle guys are, are uh, coming off a really good starts. So, you know, hopefully the Angels are able to get to them while they're down. Hopefully they get to them early before they kind of settle in because I think that's a, a big key for some of these guys. And then Logan uh, Gilbert is going Sunday for Oakland – or not Oakland, sorry, Seattle. This will be his fifth game of his career 
He's only been in four games so far this year. He's 0-2 with a 5-9-4 ERA. But his last start against Oakland, the same Oakland team the Angels just finished um, on his last road trip, went six innings, five hits, two and runs. So he's coming off a good start. Maybe he found something. Maybe it was, you know, beginner's luck. I don't know. But again, his fifth start as a major, as a major league pitcher. I don't know what you think, but like to me, it seems like the Angels have had trouble against like new guys where the, the book's not fully out on yeah, them. Yeah, they're probably not a lot of info. Right. And it's always seems like they struggle against those type charts of guys. Yeah. And little things to bust out of your pocket. The, to the look no at. card. Exactly. Yeah, what's up with that? Anyway. I mean, you know. 20, 20, uh, 21st cheat century. Cheats. Right. You, yeah, you used to get in trouble for school if you busted out that during a test. Do they still? I don't know. Aren't you a teacher? No, they're airdropping. Oh, they're airdropping. Is yeah. that the new technology? Yeah, now? airdropping. You know, Isn't that what split screening. Isn't that the Astros got in trouble for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, we digress. We digress. Um, the starter for the Angels is to be determined. So maybe by the time you listen to this, they will announce the starter for Sunday. I, you know, you have two options in my, in my eyes that Quintana is now in the IL with shoulder inflammation. He got pulled off his Sunday starting in Oakland, um, came out shoulder uh, inflammation, went on the IL, but you're two, you know, guys that could start this game, but again, nothing is uh, for sure yet. Uh, Patrick Sandoval or Dylan Bundy. Sandoval. Is that where you're going? Is that oh, what you go with? Sandoval's shown some promise lately. Again, another one of those guys we're Young talking dude. about. Young that's like dude. 24 years old. Yeah. You know, you know, Bundy's walking after this year, so you got to invest in these young guys. And Sandoval's you know, looking solid. And that's interesting too. Like, at what point? Because you know, is you could say a Sandoval is ready for a full time, you know, starting gig, or is Suarez a start, or a, you know, ready for one, or like these younger guys, Reed Detmers. I know a lot of people want to see him up at some point this year. At what point do you think they bring some of those guys out and say feed them to the wolves, or do you think the Angels kind of, even if they're out of it? protect them a little bit from getting lit up and maybe having a confidence issue going forward because of, you know, a, a couple bad starts at the end of the year that maybe they just weren't ready for. I don't know. You just got to – I think you trial by fire, right? If you're going to be good, you're going to be good. Trout had a bad first season. Yeah, but you don't think it's different between hitters and pitchers, though? Do you think yeah, pitchers like are more that, mental? Like kinda? That, have, yeah, pitchers are mental. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Pitchers seem to be a little different. You know, yeah. when it comes to some of this stuff. So I don't know if that's harder for them to bounce back on where Mike Trout has a bad game. He's 0 for 4 or whatever. At least the very next day he can go out there and try to write the shit. Yeah, you got to wait. Yeah, and you sit on it. You got it. five days. You have to sit on it. You can, like, you can like, probably overanalyze what you did right yeah, and did wrong. And like, it can really, that can really mess with like the guy. Like Sandoval. Um, I'm going to nickname him Sandy. Sandy. I don't uh, think you're the first I'm one. Sure, I'm sure he's probably got that before. But Sandy, like, it took him forever to, I think, finally get his first win. Yeah. Has he got it? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's got, got it. I think right? he's got it. I think it he's got took him forever. Him. It was like that. Uh, that was like 2019. In the yeah. room, right? It took yeah. him forever. Had some quality starts, just didn't get the run support. Right. Yeah. But someone like that. But look at look how he's rebounded since. Since then. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't know. He had that mental little like thing in the back of his head, but I don't know. Yeah. I, we'll I, you know, I kind of, I don't know if it's the right, the right thing he has. He does. He has one career win. <laughs> And that came in 2020. Yeah. But he's only he's only pitched in uh game started. He only started in oh 18 games, so you know, not great. But I mean, he's still like you said, he's shown promise the last couple uh times through the rotation, and especially too. I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised off of the spot start when Otani got stuck in the traffic issue and all that stuff. Where I mean you come into the ballpark thinking you're gonna be used as like long, long, you know, a long reliever if needed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the coach comes up to, hey, you know, you need to start this game. Here's the ball. Yeah. Go do your routine kind of deal. So, I mean, that's that's something that you need to almost like you. There's not enough time to think. Yeah, but like if you think about like at every level, something like that's happened to you. Where, it's like, where you're like playing JV baseball and they're like, hey, dude, we need you. The, the varsity. The kid that was supposed to start just got suspended. We need you to start the varsity. You need game. to start today. Yeah. In varsity. Yeah, that's time. true. You you got to step up yeah. and like people that, you know, are going to rise up to the next level perform. And that's what it is. So these guys are professionals. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday. And again, maybe by the time you guys are listening to this, they will announce uh, the Sunday started. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. I wouldn't mind to see Sandoval out there. I still think Bundy's probably nursing this ankle a little bit. So giving him an extra day wouldn't be half bad. And 
um, seeing what happens on on Monday. And I'm guessing whoever doesn't start Sunday will probably pitch Monday. I don't see why not. But um, so that's that's going to wrap it for this uh, review and kind of looking ahead a little bit. Again, it's a four game series against Seattle at the Big A, um, starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday being a bobblehead night for uh, Shohei Sun, uh, Shohei Fridays, and hopefully he'll bat. I don't see why not. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a bench now a little bit more now that uh, you brought up or you activated Max Stassi and you got three catchers on on the on the, on the the roster. So, definitely. Um, some guy you probably could see, though, on Thursday be activated, and maybe he takes one of those catchers uh, or takes one of those catcher spots is Chris Rodriguez. Two outings at Salt Lake. Um, the first outing was like a start, but he only pitched like an inning. Second was, I believe, two innings, but later in the game. So he had to go through his, like his bullpen routine of, as far as warming up in the bullpen, getting hot, waiting for the you know manager to, to, to call your name for the most part and come in. I think he threw two innings there, gave up one run, uh, but a good outing out in Salt Lake. And Angels have said, or hinted at at least, um, him being possibly ready for activation on Thursday, which makes a lot of sense because, again, he pitched Monday. You're not going to activate him on Tuesday because he's not going to pitch. He's not going to be available. So you're wasting a spot. And then obviously today, Wednesday, being an off day. So definitely look out for that news Thursday afternoon uh, before the game. Chris Rodriguez coming back to the Angels. And again, I think that spark that they need in the bullpen, uh, I think he can definitely supply that for a bullpen that's just been really struggling as of late dismal dismal yeah when we were talking about it earlier the, atrocious the, the starting pitching has not been half bad but it's been how many synonyms can we come up for this you're uh, the ed- pitching you're the educated one i'm gonna get this the source out, out from uh, merriam webster i'm sure there, i'm sure there's an app for that you can just get on your phone and make it real oh, easy goodness um so that is Chris Rodriguez coming out. Uh, hopefully Thursday, uh, Mike Trout out of a walking boot comes news comes out uh, Tuesday that that happens. So hopefully he's he's gonna start working his way back to uh, game ready for a rehab assignment. Hopefully fingers crossed. Hopefully with Inland Empire. Inland Empire sixty six. Hopefully fingers crossed. We don't know yet. They have not hinted it. But when Stasi and Rodriguez started, they went to Salt Lake. So I didn't like that. But if you remember last time. Uh, Trout was out for that length of time. He made his rehab assignment where? San Bernardino. So hopefully, hopefully he will come out in San Bernardino. If so, we will. Do you uh, think the low A affiliation has like affected the I don't, rehab or? I don't think so because then 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 why are we sending people to Salt Lake? I think it's because of the timing of it where they were the in Oakland. Trip, they were in Oakland, they were in Oakland and San Francisco. Because okay. Salt Lake to San Francisco, I don't think is that far at all. Yeah, because we've been talking about it. Like years ago, they didn't rehab single A. Right. But like the last like three years, they have. Oh, everybody. Yeah, everybody from so single A. Upton. Proximity. We're talking 45 miles from the stadium. Exactly. So I think it might honestly depend when he's ready, where they're at. Yeah. But I know the main reason why they don't go to this place or another place is because like the field conditions. Yeah. And the field at, at El Empire has always been good. And that obviously it shows because they've had rehab starts there yeah. for, I mean, for everything, for pitchers, for position Dude, players. Weaver, um, Simmons, CJ Wilson, Trout, uh, Upton, uh, Shoemaker, uh, uh, Luke Roy, like, you know, yeah. players, like actual players. So I don't think the low A has anything to do with it. I think it's more where they're going to be located and obviously the field conditions. And I think the field conditions are not a problem unless Notre Dame high school really jacked it up after the graduation. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. So, I mean, we got time, they got time to, to uh, anyway. redo it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So that's going to do it for this part of the episode. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're gonna have another episode of the curators Chronicles. You work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas city steak company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. 
Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Sports, culture, takes. Takeline has it all. Takeline is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy Award winner Jason Compression and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, conversations, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Takeline every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Halo fans alike, this is another edition of the world famous Curators Chronicles. It's world famous because I said so. There you go. Um, I think we're pretty big in like. Taiwan. Well, I'm about to say if we got like three downloads, one in like one in Canada, one in Japan, and like one in in like Australia, does that make it? I, I yeah, guess, that's I mean, world. That's that's it. That's we're good. talking like five time zones. Right there, there you go. So we got like one download in each, so we're good. Oh, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, uh, Otani effect in Japan. I think honestly, that's probably what it is. Right. Remember David Hasselhoff? He was big in Germany. There you go. We're big uh-huh. in you know all over. There you go. Um, this edition of the. Uh, of the curators chronicles features uh the renovation of angel stadium also known as anaheim stadium also known as the big ed and i think daniel you might have been too young or you weren't involved in angels baseball at this point but they renovated the stadium uh all the rage was to turn a two sports stadium so you had all these stadiums that were baseball and football right and then we went away from that the 80s, <laughs> the 80s. right the 80s. <laughs> so we went away from the los angeles rams and we uh went to an all baseball stadium when disney purchased the stadium so they had a huge renovation and because of that we're sitting in some orange seats that were probably just thrown out on the parking lot anyways when they did the stadium, they had construction worker helmets because it was kind of cool. Disney's all about that, you know, marketing. Yeah, marketing, and they're geniuses at that. But I went with my mom and my friend. We had they actually had a tour of the stadium when they were pushing dirt, knocking down stuff. And Terry Collins was the actually manager of the new Anaheim Angels, the rebranding, the Disney era, the Periwinkle era. John's favorite. John's favorite, right? So we brought in that little, you know, that light blue. Anyways, all the execs used to walk around the stadium wearing nothing but this. Well, I hope they're wearing something <laughs> more than that. <laughs> on but their it's head. Uh, on their head. If you're watching online, it's a construction helmet with that classic periwinkle cross bat logo. They had a red one. They had a white one. And depending on you know who you were and what type of employee you were yeah. I, I think the white one was a little bit more selective it's like foreman of the of the job if you, probably. yeah if you signed up for the tour you were given a plastic one oh so I, like you're you know i don't want to follow fan. me i don't if, if i'm in somewhere where everyone's wearing like a legit hard hat and you're gonna give me this little they, plastic no one, the plastic like, one was like super thin it's like a saying. toy one if that guy over there has a super hard ha- uh regular hard hat why am i wearing this like why yeah. am if i a beam would have hit you you would have died yeah, but Pebble would have hit you from a distance. He would have died. Anyways, I used to have those. I don't know where they're at. Buried but I came even. up on this one, and I also came up on a white one through eBay. But, um, yeah, the whites for, like, big-time execs. So. Um, but that was one of the biggest transformations of the stadium. Like, that's where the rock pile came in. That's where the outfield opened up again. So as much as we criticize Disney, it brought us that California landscape that we kind of love today. And right. all these opposing fans come into our stadium, and they love our stadium. That's I, what I understand, too. Like, like, like every, I've never heard anything negative. The access to the freeway. So, parking, my, yeah, yeah, my question is, is are you fine with them 
knocking that down and starting over. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I not. Mean, I, I am. It. I just am just because as we sit here at Halo Haven, I'm looking at the wall of, you know, if you've ever seen some of our older videos, you've seen Chris's wall where it has the shot of the whole stadium from the inside. And, you know, there's some things that I would hope they would bring over to the new field as far as like a um, nod to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like oh two an homage yeah because like you know there's stuff when like new yankee stadium got built they brought some stuff over from the old to kind of yeah. you know have a seamless kind of transition like i would want the bullpen set up the same to kind of have that same kind of you know and then the the when i think about i don't know if this is true or not but when i see the ivy along the side of the of the rock pile i kind of in my head think of wrigley field chicago which means wrigley field the, like the original stadium where the angels played at i never thought of that so, like, in my eyes, I feel like that's an odd an ode to that. I don't know if that's true or not, or me just making stuff up. I have no idea. So, like, I hope they keep something like that. Rock pile, I can take it or leave it. I like the water future. I like the, the, the fireworks and the fire coming out of it when someone hits home run. I wouldn't mind that, but I just, I don't, I want something well, more hey, open. Hey, let's take away the rock pile. What do we have? A boring stadium. Some badass scoreboards. Um, <laughs> But, no, like, yes, I'm saying, yeah, I'm sure if, okay, if you take the rock pile out, they have to make something to be the. You gotta put the big A in left. Oh yeah, if they do something like that to where, I mean, I don't know how you. I guess you, I mean it's, it moves once. I guess it can be moved again. But oh. you know, if they do something like that, like if that's like the center field thing that where, you know, that catches your eye, then I'm cool with that. But I don't know. I've been to enough stadiums now to where like I don't know, or maybe not been to, but like seen enough stadiums, talked to enough people that been to stadiums. Like all those neat, these new ones neat are more open. My biggest thing is like the training facilities and all that stuff that are a little bit dated. Like the, they redid the dugouts or not dugouts, the um, clubhouses not too long ago, but like the walkways and, and the tunnels. And I don't know. To me, it's like if you're trying to impress or trying to bring over someone that's a top free agent and they go to some of these other stadiums that are like state of the art and have all the, the bells and whistles and you bring them to Angel Stadium. Like Wi Fi? Yeah, exactly. Like Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you show them like, but we Dude, got, but we got a rock pile. But when you walk on the field, the field is the same. Yeah, I mean, so where you go? Well, exactly. So why the is that? The grass is still. Well, that's green. like, yeah, but that's not gonna. So the, to me, that's the last thing I'm gonna look at to make a decision. I'm gonna look at all the other stuff like right. training, location. like training room, location, well, location. location yeah, location, the man. taxes, the taxes, the yeah. taxes. Um, but no, I mean, I'd be happy with either one. But I, I if you're in a push me on it i would really i would want a, a newer stadium something more open something where besides that 200 level you can't see the game from the concourse and i think that kind of sucks like if you're out trying to get something to eat and then you kind of have to bend a certain way to hope there's a tv right there those tvs are always on delay so you'll hear like the fans go crazy and then you have to try to find like the tv to catch it on on the delay Dang, it sounds like a bunch of first world problems going on but anyways yeah well yeah because is it baseball stadium that's probably going to cost like a billion dollars to make? Of course, they're going to have to upgrade. Uh, some my, my my honest opinion is Artie's going to build a new stadium. I, so. think so. I mean, there's so much. They're going to shift it to a different part of that parking lot that he purchased. So mm-hmm. anyways, everything's still going to be the same, though. I mean, it's still going to be easy access yeah. to, to the stadium or to the freeways. It's yeah. Parking's probably going to be less because yeah. they're going to build a bunch of stuff around it. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So we will all be purchasing green seats and we're going to have them in our garage. Yeah, exactly. That's just the more they knock down, the more that's going to be available to come and into uh halo Haven. So obviously that's definitely a plus for Chris and, and uh, plus they said they built that stadium on Indian barrel ground. So that maybe that's bad luck. the curse. Maybe, and bad luck. maybe they got everything. They got to move it like 200 yeah. feet a different of way course. and see what happens. Let's see. But that's another edition of the curators chronicles. Let's go! And talking about stadiums being revamped, uh, something that came out about a week ago, I sent you the, the, the link or the text. Champion uh, Diablo. Champion Diablo, a place that um, is the Angels' second home. For people that don't know, uh, Tempe Diablo Stadium in Tempe, Arizona, is the home of Angels' spring training um, for a while now. And But one of the things that's always been – I don't know if it's been missing, but obvious is that it's kind of fallen behind the times when you look at some other some of the other – stadiums 
in in Arizona as far as you know Mesa, Peoria, Camelback. Camelback. You know, it, it just it's a single team stadium, which is cool because you don't have to worry about sharing with anybody else. But at the same time, they're missing some of those extra features that come when you split the cost with another team. But the the Tempe Diablo has come out with uh, a f- couple phases to help revamp Tempe Diablo Stadium, and again, that came out um, a little while ago. But w- one of the phases, the first phase um, of the plan revival, includes a new three level building on the third base side of the stadium uh, to house a new home team locker room, suites, Angels office, and a team store. The, fa- uh, the phase is projected to cost $2.9 million, uh, 10 of which will come from the Angels, and 10.9. That's 20.9. Oh, 20.9. Sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> $10.9 million from Tempe. Design work will begin soon, and phase one could be ready for spring training 2022. Dude, so to me, soon. that is really soon. That is like... Um, like we broke ground yesterday. That I mean, that's to me. That seems like that's what it had would have to be. Is like they would have to break ground. You know, what tomorrow yeah. to get all that done by twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think we've talked about this extensively with John and everything. Like the thing that Tempe Diablo is missing is that concourse wraparound, right, in the outfield. Because you get to the lawn and then you get stops. the lawn and it stops. We're we- set up in the back. But we the, got the a reason, tailgate. But the reason why it stops is because like they have like their weight room tent back yeah, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like all these players, all these other facilities. So having- you feel like on the concourse when you're walking around, like on a Saturday game, it's right. packed. Oh yeah. Like you're up on people. And then you go to another park and you're just like it's like it's super so much airy, more, yeah, wide open. Airy. And and thinking back, like Going from Palm Springs to back in the day, yeah, to Chimpy uh, Diablo, we upgraded. But yeah, now the again, same thing. Gone, but same thing. Now everyone else has been upgrading around exactly. there, and then Tempe, I think, is the last one to really um, haven't. That hasn't and changed. They had to if they didn't do that. Right, the Angels are gone. They're gonna be have to be somewhere else in Arizona for, for sure. sure. And Tempe again being being. I, I mean, I like the location. The location is really nice where they're I like at. The Buttes. The Buttes are right there. It's awesome. It's close to the freeway. And again, I guess that, that ties into our previous freeway access is really easy, you know? Yeah. So obviously that would be a huge thing, but I think it's a third base side. So I'm thinking of that hill, that flat area right there where they put like a lot of the vendors for food and stuff like that. I'm guessing that's where they're going to start. They're going to build up. They're going to build up yeah, from there. Exactly. But, but I mean, that's still a pretty big project to say that it might be done by 2022. And if it's not by done by 2022, you're thinking at least part of the building is going to be around there for spring training. It might not be ready yet. So again, that's going to cut down a pretty big portion of like where people can sit and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, was, what's, what's the economics, the, the ticket, like people where people can sit, it's going to go down. So that makes the cost go up. Yeah. So supply goes down. Supply and demand. Yeah. Supply goes down and, and prices and go like, up. I really can care less. So they build offices and all that stuff. But like, the angels are front, no, front office public. Cool. Yeah. Right. Like that doesn't give us like more you right. know, room as a fan. The concourse all the way around. But you know what I did like? That's and nice. I think I think it was a surprise. Um, they're they're split between the Rangers and another team. I forgot who. I forgot. Giants? No, it might be the Royals. Surprise. I don't know. But anyways, uh, like on one side of the stadium, like the third base side is one team. The first base side is another team. But what they did there, because they have buildings like right around the concourse, is that you're able to look into BP practice. So if there's guys in there taking BP, you're able to look in and watch them and stuff like that. So I hope they talk about locker rooms and stuff like that. So hopefully that's kind of part of it also. Um, But I would love to see like a rendering and how it's going to look once they start uh, building up. I mean, Oakland's getting renderings of, of, of stadiums that they're not even <laughs> sure they're going to use or move to yet. So hopefully a rendering or something like that comes out soon. So there's a second phase for this plan also by Tempe Diablo and phase two of this renovation includes a new outfield concourse to create a 360 degree concourse experience around the park, which is something Chris said it, it's, it's missing and that would be awesome. I wonder how that would work, but uh, modernize restroom and better traffic flow outside the facility uh this phase is projected to cost 30 million which the city and team have proposed through the mou 
uh, I don't know what the hell that is, would come from Tempe th uh, through future voter, voter approved bonds. Readings hard. Um, so, you know, again, a three, 360 degree concourse is something like you said has been, feels like it's been missing, you know? So, um, you know, I think that's kind of like the last thing though, honestly, that would be missing from an upgrade like this is that 360 degree concourse, uh, updating the restrooms. I think they're still using the trough system, which is kind of like. I miss the trough system with the ice. The ice. The, um, ice. the only place in America that you're going to go to a game, a professional game, and have the trough system with ice is Oakland. Yeah, but that's they a whole still have that. <laughs> for, for now. Yeah. For now, until for they now. move out. Yeah. Speaking of which, would you rather see them in Oakland, Vegas, or Portland? Oakland. Oakland, you want to see in Oakland? Yeah, they got to stay in Oakland, man. Hopefully the, the Alameda County and Oakland. Dude, can you imagine your team leaving? What? So which which one? Three teams? Huh? Three teams yeah. leaving? all your teams leaving. Let's destroy that town. Golden State's in San Francisco. Yeah, especially from a city that's kind of railing, trying to rise up, trying right. to develop. Yeah, I feel bad for that town. So hopefully, you know. But if it's in Vegas, road trip. I mean, it's still a lot closer drive than, than Oakland, than Oakland for, sure. for sure. And it's definitely probably going to be a dome, so you have to, don't have to worry about... Well, Vegas makes sense because the Raiders and all that. And the Knights. I'm telling you, man, they love their Knights out there. Uh, any uh, When I went to the ball game... Is this an all-hockey podcast? I, I mean, don't ask me. Okay. Besides the Knights, the Kings, and the Ducks, I'm not sure if I know much more about any other hockey team. So. Are you watching the Mighty Ducks on uh, Disney Plus? Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> oh gosh, I watched it a little bit. Uh, it's you know something that me and the uh, wife do. Gordon Bombay. Yeah, <laughs> Emilio. That's the best. The Mighty Duck guy. Standing right there. Anyway, but yeah, Night of the Roxbury callback for you young guys out there that are listening to the podcast. Fish. I don't know if you know about yeah. that, but that's definitely something. Um, but before we go, I want to bring up this again. Obviously, um, we are going to do a fundraiser, and we brought it up before. Uh, the Bearded Villains are going to have a fundraiser June 26th out in Fullerton at Barrel and Stive Poorhouse. Again, that's in Fullerton, uh, 250 West West Santa Fe Avenue, Unit 20, Fullerton, California. Uh, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., 10% of the proceeds will be donated to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Um, and their thought, again, the Bearded Villains of, IE, of, the, of the IE are, are, are holding this and this is their idea. They're, what they want to do is is do something for Johnny. And obviously Johnny was part of that chapter, the IE chapter, the Bearded Villains. And they knew uh, his involvement with with uh, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation, our involvement with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. And um, they wanted to do something in his name. And so they came up with this idea. And with everything kind of opening up now, I think it's, it's a really good idea. Again, that's Saturday, June 26th in Fullerton. Um, we are working also on raffle prizes. We are working on stuff like that to give away um, some of the prizes, like I mentioned before, that we have already uh, secured or talked to people about it. Um, obviously, um, we mentioned it last time, uh, a signed ball by Brandon Marsh. Uh, we have a four ticket package for Angel Game. Really nice seats. The 300 section donated. And obviously, uh, um, sunglasses that we got donated by uh i guess friends of the podcast now we didn't know about it that they the one of their people listen to us and follow us on halo haven yeah who knew yeah so uh was it canon canon sunglasses uh, handcrafted in italy i think i have mine here because when i got to christmas the sun was out and it's yeah, uh, yeah. you know bright outside but so yeah. if you're watching on our handcrafted in italy so if designed you're watching, in california so if you're watching on uh on our okay. twitter our facebook our our youtube let me uh make it a bigger screen there we go um but yeah really good stuff really good quality uh, a bunch of designs check it out online dude i don't think i've ever had polarized sunglasses before because i was walking outside everything just looked brighter i felt like it's definitely i almost felt like optimistic about life because of sunglasses <laughs> it's, and I, that sounds ridiculous but it's obviously, obviously something like i had to get used to because you're right i never had any it was like either right right and i was like wow is this is what it, it's like it hd yeah, exactly. So we'll have a pair of glasses to give away too. And the idea is, is that there a, are they auctioning a date with you? I gotta run by that. I gotta run that by the run wife. That by first. your wife. Tell us for charity. Yeah, tell us all good. All good. Yeah. A, a day, <laughs> as long as the date's the angel game, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> Not a guy. Um, 
But yeah, so we have that again, the 26th coming up, trying to get some more things to raffle off. The whole idea is to, again, raise money for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation, make one big donation in Johnny's name to a, again, a foundation that we have had the privilege to donate on a number of times, you know, Carly and, and um, Carly Skaggs, Tyler's wife and, and his mom, Debbie, have done a great job with that foundation since the unfortunate passing of Tyler. Um, actually, they are going to have an all-star game. I don't know if you saw that. They're going to have a high school all-star game at Jackie oh, Robinson. Dang, I wanted to play. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if your eligibility is <laughs> up yet, <laughs> but they're going to have it at Jackie Robinson Field in, I believe, July 3rd. Okay. I think it's a Saturday at Jackie Robinson Field UCLA. at UCLA. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're not familiar with that stadium, it's a great stadium to watch college uh, baseball, and they're going to put together a really good, a solid um, high school all-star game for you know kids in the area, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And they're going to start it, you know, obviously supply the jerseys and all that stuff, but that stuff doesn't happen without donations from from people. So obviously, look up TylerSkaggsFoundation.org and um, donate whatever you can—a dollar, two dollars, whatever. Um, but we are really looking forward to seeing that, and then obviously. The June 26th, uh, you know, fundraiser come out. You know, I know we would like to meet you. Right. Exactly. Person, like you know. maybe if you say, hey, I, I I hear you guys on the All Angels podcast. Maybe we'll give you like another five extra tickets when you buy some. I don't yeah. know. I'm oh. sure we can work something out. But again, you know, we don't come out to Anaheim. We're not Anaheim, but we don't come out to Orange County a ton unless it is Angel Games. And Chris has been MIA for a little bit because of COVID and all that other stuff. And so hopefully we'll be able to get him out there soon. If not, we'll definitely be there Saturday, June 26th in Fullerton. Again, that's 250 West Santa Fe Avenue, Unit 20, Fullerton, California, Saturday, June 26th. So um, hopefully we'll see people out there, see you guys out there. Um, and we'll be, you know, obviously cycling it through the, the social media. And here, this won't be the last time. Uh, you hear about it. So uh, we're going to try to pump this up and make it as big as we can now that everything's opening up and getting a little bit back to normal. Uh, I think it's a good time to to have something like this for sure. So that's going to do it. Unless you have anything else, Chris, you can think of. No. That's it. And Sounds good. We'll see you. We'll see you. And glad to have be back at Halo Haven. And, and now that the school season is uh, school year is kind of winding down for you, be here more and more. Full force. Right, exactly. And then even to... As some Angel games, not this series coming up, not this weekend series, but next weekend series, uh, homestand. I think they're on the road next week, and then the week after that, later in June, they are going to be uh, at home against Detroit, 100% capacity. Wow. Are you looking forward to that, or are you still going to be kind of weird about it? I, I can care less. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> it's kind of weird how we go from like 25, 30%, and then we jump 100. all the way up. All the way up. All the way up. Nothing can stop us. Yeah. So you think you go 50, 75. Gradual. No. no. We're going we're gonna to just, just jump cannonball. Nothing makes sense. Cannonball, baby. Yeah. So um, if we're not going to be if we're not gonna be in Seattle, there's a very – or we're not going to be in the Seattle series, there's a very good chance we'll be at one of the games against Detroit, full capacity. Uh, we'll see what happens. So maybe Saturday, maybe tailgate, maybe not. We'll see what happens. But definitely check us out here at, at All Angels Podcast for that information. Also check us out at Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on instagram and again one more time shout out to uh sunny league the podcast i was on there dropped monday check it out it's about a two hour two and a half hour podcast so a lot of investment so listen to it in segments if you can but it's funny i had a great time check out those guys again at sunday league the podcast uh out now with me uh being a special guest on it it was a lot of fun so until next time i am daniel garcia i'm the curator and you listen to another edition of the all angels podcast Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.